Welcome to 21-ish Minutes. This is Casey Miller, your solo host today. Uh, Mark and Carly, you know, they had a couple things going on this week. So, you know, what's cool is I get to hang out with my bestie, Miss Julie Seedhouse. I'm happy to hang out with you. Okay, so tell me who you like are. Like we do every day. Yeah, I know. So this is just any other day. We just have microphones in front of us. <laughs> exactly. Which is also kind of weird. Continue the conversation we were having four minutes ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's perfect. Uh, maybe not the same conversation. <laughs> no, no, probably not. <laughs> okay, so for people listening, who are you? Where do you come from? <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> That's a great question. So I am a broker at Century 21, and I've been doing real estate for 10 years, and I've lived in Billings since I was 16. And I did a little time in Butte, but I was able to escape. But and, don't hold it against yeah, me. I'm not. Yes. I'm, and then let's just clarify, I'm not from Butte. Although I, some people will say, they, oh, Julie, aren't you from Butte? And you're yeah, like, no. Nah. No, I'm not. No. no. I, there is some certainly butte in me after spending 12 years there, but. Um, and now there's butte on you yeah. <laughs> with your uh, shamrock. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Our shamrock tattoos. But yeah, I, I've been back in Billings now for 21 years and it's my favorite place and I feel lucky to live here. I think that Billings is lucky to have you. The other day we went to this really cool presentation that Julie's doing, and I'm probably going to make you talk about it a little bit. So I'll let you talk about the presentation, but what I said to the mayor of Billings (laughs) the other day, I can't remember what he was talking about, something about his terms up, so he's not going to have to run again or something. I was like, well, it's a good thing you don't have to run again because Julie would beat you. (laughs) (laughs) You, Yes, you said that. he, he goes... I think you're right. (laughs) Anybody that lives in Billings knows Julie, which is a great thing. Everybody loves you. Well, not everybody, but... 99% of people. (laughs) I've probably got a pretty good record. Any any smart people love Julie. No, thank you. Okay, so the Bond thing, we were at the other night. Yes. Can you tell us a little about that? I think it's very important. It is very important. So city council decided earlier this summer that we would put an initiative on the ballot in November to build parks, trails, and a recreation center for Billings. It's a $143 million ask, which is big. I fully understand. But the overall cost to taxpayers, as much as people hate having their taxes raised, the overall cost is pretty minimal for the incredible amenities that we will have. Well, and and the crazy thing is, like, if you see $143 million or whatever you just said, that's what people immediately go to. But it's broken down. It's so... For sure. Yep. Yep. The, you know, the really the bottom line investment will be for every $100,000 in value of your home, your taxes will increase about $50 a year. So if you extrapolate that out, it's, you know, 20-ish dollars or less a year for these incredible amenities. And whether you plan to use them or not, I just feel this deep commitment to this community that has given me so much that I want to make it better, not only for me while I'm still here, and not that I'm moving, but you know, I, uh, I won't be alive. here forever <laughs> yeah, while I'm still alive, but it's for my kids and their kids and everybody's families that will come and enjoy this city like I have. And yeah, that's why I'm co-chairing the campaign because I just believe in it with my whole heart. Well, and for anybody to say like, oh, I'm not going to use the park. Yeah. I don't expect you, Julie, to be <laughs> going on the monkey bars. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I do expect that it's going to affect your life and in some capacity, mm-hmm. just like it'll affect anybody that lives here, whether exactly. they're renting or they're elderly or they're, 
you know, maybe they're just, what's the word when people have their kids move away? Empty nesters. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> they can pray that their kids come home exactly. someday to visit with their kids, their grandkids, and they're going to use all of these facilities too. I mean, it's going to affect every single person in one way or another. And I only see it as a positive. Totally agree. And Billings, for as great as we are as a community, we just haven't invested in things like this historically. So we're so far behind. 50 years. Yeah, since we built the last major park. Which is insane. It is insane. And the the population since that happened has, gosh, I think tripled. Or more. We haven't kept up with our population growth, which, you know, you hear from people all the time who say, ooh, Montana's full, no vacancy. And I hate that outlook because we need workers. We need people. We need good, solid people to move to our community. And having things like this will be such a draw for them. And Mm -hmm. just being able to show that we're willing to invest in our city is huge. But we owe it to the future to be able to provide stuff for them to to do. And, you know, there's a mental health capacity to it as well, because it's not just for kids. Parks and trails and and this rec center aren't for kids. It's it's for all ages and, you know, giving people an opportunity to have physical activity, outdoor activity, indoor activity helps with their mental health, helps with their physical health. So it's all just so important. And people who haven't done it for their mental health, go try it. Sit on a park bench alone, maybe with a book. You'll realize just how great it is for your mental health. I totally agree. Well, and the other cool thing they're doing, I mean, the big part obviously is the rec center. Can you talk just a little bit about it? Yes. So currently in Billings, we don't have a competitive pool that is a 50 meter. Crazy. It is crazy. And so you know, families with kids who are swimmers, they travel thousands of miles every year for their kids to go compete. So we we provide that opportunity for them to have swim meets here. And that's a bonus, of course, for these families, but it's also a huge economic driver for Billings. You know, with the pool that they have at Rocky, you can't even go in and watch. Yeah, My kids were in swimming lessons and they were like, okay, well, we can only have six kids on the pool deck because of the exits. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I mean, it's it, what about the kids that are there for swim team? I mean, you can't even watch your kids play sports. Right. It's crazy. And MSUB has a pool that people use, but it's also very small. It's not a competitive size. And it's, I don't even know how old, 50 years? Oh, I don't know. For sure. <laughs> but, so this it provides this great opportunity at the rec center for that part of things. We also have Centennial Arena right now, which is where all of our hockey programming happens. It's about 40 years past its life expectancy. Oh so they gosh. just keep patching it together and they they work really hard to provide that programming and that that facility is used from sun up well past sundown all hockey or all ice season long so it's curling it's figure skating it's recreational skating and then there's a huge hockey community in Billings and having two sheets of ice will add to that programming but also give them the ability to host tournaments in a really nice facility. Isn't it so wild to think that we're in Montana where it's cold eight months of the year (laughs) and we have what snow cover how many months of the year? Six. Yes. And we don't have an ice arena for people to play hockey. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. We're, we literally border with Canada. Yes. And they're all about (laughs) hockey, (laughs) but we don't even have hockey here. It's just wild. Yeah. And then also in the rec center, there will be a leisure pool. So a a place for people to, you know, families with kids to go swimming for, for fun. They'll be able to host 
birthday parties there. There will be a workout center and a walking, running track around the workout center. So it will provide just these incredible opportunities for our parks and rec programs, which are huge Huge. in Billings. Oh my gosh. Um, They'll be able to utilize that space in such an effective way. And then basketball courts, which we don't, the city doesn't own any basketball courts. So anytime Parks and Rec does like their, I know when they do their, you know, their rec basketball leagues, they've got to find gym space in middle schools and elementary schools and churches and farm it all out. And this way the city can host it and have those things happen right in their own space. And thank goodness, because coming from, I mean, I have a, Second grader now, last year when he played basketball, there were 250 kids his age playing basketball. And guess where we all crammed? Into a church. Yeah. Into a teeny tiny little church gym. And it's fabulous and everybody loves it. But wouldn't it be nice to have just a titch more space? Yes. With a couple more snacks? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So all in all, you know, there's there's a bunch of trails that will be developed. There are parks that will either be completed or added to. And then there'll be the multi-generational recreation center, which say that seven times I know. fast. <laughs> I've said it so many times. <laughs> Sooner or later, you'll get better at saying <laughs> Yeah. It's all mumbo jumbo. Yeah. So that's what we're working on. Ballots come out the middle of October and the election is on November 7th. And it's so important. Yeah, we just really want it to pass. If you're listening and you want to know more about it or you think that like you work somewhere where people need to hear about it, I know Julie is like dying to get in front of every single human that lives in Billings to tell them about how great it is. Absolutely. My co-chair of the campaign is Brian Brown from First Interstate Bank, who is just a wonderful human being. We are on a road show right now. We're literally going to (laughs) every service group, every event, anyone who will let us come in and and talk to them about the details so we can kind of dispel some of the rumors, misinformation. You know, I've I've heard, oh, it's just a blank check for the city of Billings to do whatever they want. That is not the case. Very structured and the, the money is all accounted for in all the different projects. We've heard, you know, I can't afford $150 more a month in my taxes. And it's just not that. It's more like 12-ish, 13-ish dollars a month. Yeah. So we're just trying to get that information out. Yeah. One trip to Taco Bell. That's right. One, like we said, one order of chicken strips at the Red Door. (laughs) One order. (laughs) Our favorite thing. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yep. Yeah. So that's a little project I'm working on right now. Well, and the cool thing is it directly correlates with what you and I both do for a living. I mean, real estate. Absolutely. I think we could both agree that the impact it would have on the homes here in Billings and the need for people to move here. I mean, that's something that's going to drive people here. Definitely. And, you know, I've had clients who have looked at Billings and really loved everything about Mm -hmm. it, but then they're like, you don't have blank for my kids. So I'm going to go to Boise instead or Sioux Falls oh, yeah. or Spokane. You know, people have such mobility right now for where they can live and we need to compete. Well, and if you think about it, when people even come here on vacation, they're not coming to Billings, they'll go to Bozeman or Missoula because there's more to do with the kids and the parks are nicer and this and that, but that's going to go away. Yeah. If we have all of this, we're going to have so much more visitors and people just wanting to come spend time here, which is so cool. It's huge. And there are communities in Montana who are looking at building 
similar-ish facilities. So like Great Falls is looking at building one. Livingston is building one. They're much smaller in scale than this recreation center, and they will not provide the kind of economic driver that this will. We're, we will be the only city in the region that has ever taken on a project of this level with this value. I think you can hear the passion in Julie's voice. <laughs> this is yeah, very maybe. important. It is very important. Okay, should we switch gears? Yeah. I think Mark would be disappointed if I didn't ask you. Do you have an upside of your week? Maybe a downside? <laughs> an upside, downside? Upside, downside, <laughs> upside. So my cute little family, the whole family lives here. Oh, my kids, their wives. I seriously am like, why was I not invited? I know where you're going <laughs> yeah. with this. We, for gosh, I think 10 years now, we've done a family fantasy football league and we had our draft last night and it was adorable. Everybody comes to my house and oh. we do the draft together and- You have snacks yeah, and it's a whole It's night. a whole thing. So the, that's my upside. The pictures were amazing. <laughs> so cute. Did you have a bad side of your week? Because I can tell you mine. Yeah. No. Mm, I can tell you mine. Okay. My lovely husband went down to the DMV this oh, right. morning. <laughs> Got a number at 8 a.m. By the way, they open at 7, which I think is good information to have. Yes. Because had I known that, I probably would have went at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. He went and pulled me a number at 8 a.m. I got down there at probably 8.30 and was called up by 9.30. And at 9.32, I was told I didn't have everything I needed. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> I just, for me, I'm like, I'm not like some special person, but I feel like time is so valuable mm-hmm. and you never get time back. So when I sit there and my phone's at 3%, so I can't work, I can't <laughs> scroll or do, I mean, it's just like your time's gone. I'm like, I just lost an hour of time. Oh, I hate that. But wasn't it quality time with your husband sitting on a bench in the courthouse? I think <laughs> I one may look at it that way, but when you've like I you know when you're sitting and you're waiting for something, mm-hmm. I feel like every couple does this. You kind of start to talk about like don't you think we could make this like so much easier for them if they only did it this way <laughs> or if they had this many people working, they would crank through these so much faster. So we came up with a really good system. Nice. For the DMV, mm-hmm. where I think they should just have all of us like put in our stuff ourselves because we're faster typers and we know how to spell our names and we don't have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we put it all in online and we just go and show them our ID and they hand us our plates and we leave. It's brilliant. I mean, I feel like you should maybe speak to city council about that. <laughs> <laughs> just show up for a meeting and say, I've got some thoughts for you kids. <laughs> I think I'll send you in my place. <laughs> you write it out and I'll present it. <laughs> oh man. I, yeah. We came up with a few ideas and we noticed that someone took a lunch break after like 45 minutes and we were like, oh my gosh, we got to get out of here. Uh-huh. Nice, nice people down there. Yeah. Yeah. Good people. Yep. You know, it's not, it's not their fault. No. And it, that would be such a hard job because people get so grumpy. That's what I always think. I'm like, it's not their fault. It's no. like when telemarketers call you. My husband will be like, don't ever call me again. I'm like, they're trying to make a living, honey. Yeah. They've got kids to feed, too. It's not their <laughs> fault. That's just their job. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That was yeah. the downside of my week. Okay. I get it. Okay. Well, you're super involved in the community. What else do you do around here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing. <laughs> Nada. No. Well, I'll talk about 100 Strong. I think you should. Okay. So I helped form this little group of women Um, several years ago that is purely a a giving circle. It's all about helping support nonprofits and 
the Billings area that help the lives of women and children. We only meet quarterly. It's the best. Only for an hour and a half. I always promise that we honor your time and we don't want to take up your time. time is valuable. Exactly. It turns out. I don't want them to feel like they're coming to the DMV (laughs) at a meeting. So we try to make it super fun and lighthearted. And we have three nonprofits present their capital projects to the group. And then we vote right there. And we know who we're giving all of our money away to. And And it's so cool for that organization every time they're like, wow, I just, I mean, $10,000 right here, right now. Yes. So cool. And I I spent some time in the fundraising world before I got into real estate. And I know that money for capital projects is really hard to come by. So that's Mm -hmm. why we chose that. But the cost to join is just $400 a year. So $100 a quarter, less than a dollar a day. Yeah. And then it's a tax write-off and you know your money is going to something really important and impactful. And I love the capital project of it all. You can drive by with your kids. Mm-hmm. You can take your mom by and say, we built that playground or yep. we helped build that sweat lodge at MSUB. I just think it's the coolest thing. Yes. And everybody should come. And that was very much on purpose because I, when we were originally talking about creating it, we had people exactly like you, you know, young moms who don't have a lot of time but want to do good for their community. Well, and, and sometimes even young mom, like we don't have a lot of cash on hand, yep. you know? So yep. $100 a quarter is totally attainable yes. for for somebody too who wants to do something, but they they can't. Yes. Or maybe they don't feel like they have the means to. Yep, yep. I spent a lot of time helping with events like the Wine Fest at MSUB and Black Tie Blue Jeans at Rocky, which are great events oh my and they gosh, raise yeah. a ton of money so for scholarships. Fun. It's wonderful, but it's expensive to take part in those things. Mm-hmm. So even when I was working at MSUB, you know, I'd go to the wine fest and I'd be like, this is awesome. I, I paid $125 per ticket for this, which was a stretch for me. And now I can't bid on anything. I can't compete right. with the other people there. I can't afford what everybody else is paying. Right. And so that all went into the development of this 100 strong billings group. And it's just been so incredible. And the members are all buddies and it's so cute because they all come together and they're getting their wine and they're hanging out. And I don't think there's a meeting where any, there's never been a meeting where I don't see someone cry, but cry in like a happy cry. (laughs) It's true. Because it's so heartwarming to hear about the things that are going on that like you would never know. Yeah. I mean, you would never know about half the projects that are going on in billings. And so it's cool to actually kind of get like an inside scoop as to like what's coming because these people that are working on these projects, they're going to happen whether we help them or not. Right. But it's really cool when we get to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you think about that, Salacia, who presented about her glasses program for kids. Oh, I was just thinking about that one. We all cried because it's, you just don't think about families who can't afford cute, fun glasses glasses for their kids. So, you know, if they're on some kind of assistance, they get to choose from like three different frames and they're ugly and they don't fit them well. Right. And that affects their self-esteem. It affects their learning. It's it's so much more than just, oh, that kid needs glasses. It's It's so much more than that. Yeah. And that was, that's one of my favorite ones that we've helped. That one was, and she was the cutest little. So cute. She was adorable. Yes. Yeah. Loved it. Okay. So to bring it back to Butte, (laughs) I mean, we have to wrap this bad boy up because I think you and I could sit here for the next three hours. Yes. The only thing we're missing is a bit of a cocktail. (laughs) Yep. yep. (laughs) (laughs) To bring it back to Butte, one of my favorite stories, in fact, I feel like one of my favorite stories about you has changed because of the last time I made you tell this story. Do you remember? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) So Julie and I went to a a comedy show with our friend Anne, and we were sitting in the very, very front row. (laughs) And she's like, does anybody have a funny story? And I'm like, this girl does. (laughs) 
<laughs> and you did not tell it that funny. I didn't, but it, I, it you was were like, very on the spot. It was Alberta Bear. Oh my god, I was totally panicked. And it's a long story. And we it's knew like, like a lot of people there. Yeah, there's like a thousand people in this audience, and, and half the people, like the ones that knew you, were like, "Oh, this is a great story." And you get text <laughs> afterwards. They're like, "You butchered it." it. Yeah. Good. Can you try harder this time? Yeah. Super fun. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna make it fall flat again because that's <laughs> fun. <laughs> give us the high points of your. Give us the high points of your time in Butte. You love St. Patty's Day. We now yeah. go there annually with all of our buddies. Yes. We go have a little weekend in Butte, but the high points. Yes. So, it. I mean, Butte's a funny community, and if you're not from there, it's a little hard to navigate. It's so fun, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I have to admit, like, the first time we went on our annual trip, I'm like, we're going to Butte. And now I'm like, when do we go to Butte? Yep. It's so fun. It is fun. And it, and they're just funny, very loyal people. Beer is $1.25. Yeah. Like, it's and the best. People don't leave. Like, they, mm-hmm. you know, that's just, it's very family-oriented and you know, people buy houses all on their families buy houses all on the same block and it's so great it's, it's adorable honestly it kind of sounds dreamy to me <laughs> yeah. like I love that type of community yeah so. I will say it's a whole different world as far as the way they socially interact I always say their problem solving their go-to problem solving method is to fight uh-huh. that's just uh you know kind of a blue collar town and when I taught at Butte High School I would break up three or four or more fights a week in the hallway. And that's just how they problem solve. You know, they're, if they go home and say, oh my God, this kid disrespected me or whatever in school. And the parents are like, you the, punch him? the term they use is you choose them. You, you oh. choose them. And that's if you get chosen, it means you're going to fight. And then they fight it out and then they're fine. Oh and my gosh. I would never last. Oh, it's I hilarious. Would never. Can you picture me in high school? No. Butte? No. I would get <laughs> eaten for breakfast. And the girl fights were a billion times worse than oh, the boy sure. fights. <laughs> I always joke like, oh yeah, I have a mouth. I can I can tell them what's up. <laughs> no, I can't. No, no, not there. You don't. <laughs> but I think that what Casey is alluding to here is that I lived in this awesome old house in Uptown Butte. That Real was, estate related. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was built in 1910. You know, just a cool high ceilings, super cold in there all the time because well, it something was drafty. To know, yeah, something to know about Butte is it's old. Yes. I mean, all the buildings are old. Everything's very, very old. Yeah. Old mining town, right? Yes, yeah. especially in the Uptown. So- Uptown Butte. Bought this house and I had it on the market and and we had it under contract and I was packing and getting ready to move back to Billings because I had gotten a teaching job at Skyview. Past all contingencies. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) And weird stuff started happening. So, you know, my kids were little, first and fourth grade. And I came down one morning and all, and the, the door to the basement was open and the basement was like a dugout, t- very typical of Butte. It's, it's dirt and rock. Or those rock. old houses. Yeah. Like, you only go down there to do your laundry. It, it, to, to change the filter in the furnace, right, really. Right, <laughs> But I came down and I had a door to the basement that had a deadbolt on it and the, the door was open. And I'd always told the kids, there's nothing down there for you. It's icky. It's there's spiders. You, you don't need to go down there. And the boys were you know, watching TV. And I said, you guys, why is the door open? And they're like, we, it was open when we got up. And I, of course, I didn't believe them. So I closed it. the and, boys. Yes, exactly. And locked the deadbolt. And the next morning, same thing. And they swore up and down it was not them, that the door was open when they, when they got up. And knowing your kids now... I can totally see them messing with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just 100%. assumed that, you know, you come on, you little brats. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't say brats. <laughs> no, I didn't. So 
it's hard to explain when you can't see my hands talking, but <laughs> she's moving them around, guys. Yeah, I am. <laughs> the The house had a circular floor plan, and so you'd come in the front door, go through the living room, dining room, kitchen, and then circle around through a bathroom and then two other bedrooms. And it was just this big circle. So a couple mornings later, maybe I came down and every door was open. So every door all the way around in the circle. And then I'm like, okay, Why boys. This, it sounds like a dome house. For kind some of. Reason. Yeah. But I, I'm like, you guys, this isn't funny anymore. And they're like, no, we swear we didn't do it. So that night I very purposefully went and I had little, you know, deadbolts on all those doors. And so I locked them all. And this actually was a night that the boys weren't with me. And I came down the next morning, every door was open again. So I'm like, okay, something is going on here. And I never felt scared. I don't know how to explain that, but I just was like, hmm, I don't really believe in ghosts. I don't think this is real, but it feels like somebody's Something's messing going with me. on. Yeah. Right. And my kids are not quite old enough to understand messing right. with me yet. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I had this cute little hippie friend and I had her come over. I said, you know, will you just walk through my house and tell me if you feel anything? And she's like, oh yeah, there's, there's something here. And she's just, she, she referred to her as a she, she's just trying to communicate with you that she's sad that you're leaving. I'm like, okay, Phyllis, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah, appreciate the yep. tip. So by this time, it's getting very close to when I'm moving. And I stayed up kind of late one night and was packing. I was in the house by myself. Having a glass of wine. Probably. <laughs> White's Infantel. That was the thing back in the day. <laughs> in a big gallon bottle that <laughs> yeah. cost $4. Exactly. <laughs> so I go to bed at like 11 o'clock and I was so exhausted. I just took my shoes off and set them on the floor beside my bed. And the next morning I woke up and my shoes were on top of my bed, on top of the comforter where mm. I was sleeping. Mm -mm. And I'm like, okay, well, that's this is a thing. And weirdly, for whatever reason, I had been calling this thing she. that was messing with me, Angela. So, you know, I called my friend Phyllis. I said, well, listen to what Angela did last night. And she goes, see, she's just trying to give you a message. Aww. So now I'm up to my last night in the house. Sean is coming. My husband is, is driving from Billings to help me take my moving truck back to, to Billings. And he's coming that day. And I wake up that morning and I'm asleep and I feel a hand on my head. That's what kind of woke me up. And I was like, oh, I'm dead. Somebody's in my house. <laughs> this is my last morning. Did I die? I was thinking about, <laughs> you know, do is there a phone close to me? Could my neighbor hear me if I yell really loud? Right. Before um, cell phones, it's not like you're yeah. hitting SOS on your cell phone. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm wondering where my cordless phone is. <laughs> where, do, where do I find my cordless phone? The exactly. kids probably hit that too. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so I... I figure, okay, this hand is on my head. I don't know what's happening here. I'm, you know, you have that kind of like chills on the back of your neck. Uh -huh. like, and I thought, I'm just going to face it. So I sat up in bed and of course there was nobody there. It was not a threatening touch. It just was very unsettling. And that was my last interaction with Angela. So fast forward a few months, I'm living in, in Billings. I have to go back to Butte because I did uh, leadership training for high school kids and I had a, a training scheduled. And I was chatting with this lady who was a sub at Butte High old, old lady, Mary. She was good adorable. Oh, Mary. I know. Good old Mary. And she said, so I saw you sold your house. I'm like, yeah, I, I was worried about it, you know, because I, I had to sell it. I was a single mom at the time. I had to sell it. And uh, she said, you know, I wanted to tell you a story when you were still living there, but I didn't want to scare you. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Let's hear what's, it now. What's your story, Mary? And she said that when she was in college, or right after college, I guess she was a journalist for the Montana Standard, and she wrote a story about my house because a girl had committed suicide in the basement. Mm. And 
I said, do you by any chance remember her name? And she goes, you know, I don't remember the last name, but her name was Angela. Ugh. And I promise you, I'm not making this up. I, and it sounds made up every time every I hear time. it and I get I know, chills every single time. I, I feel so dumb telling the story. But it's, it's actually like, kind of cool because I don't think very many people have like a ghost encounter story. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> I never <laughs> saw her, but I sure, I, she sure made herself known to and me you know and what? I felt her presence. She was a nice lady. <laughs> I know. And I feel bad that maybe she misses me. She might. We should go visit her on our next annual trip. I think we should. <laughs> All right. Plans. Here we go. Tell the women. Tell the girls. Yeah. Well, we'll, and I've to, got my, we'll tell them they have to listen to our 75-minute podcast. <laughs> exactly. 21-ish minutes. Good one. Sorry, guys. So I've got a friend in Butte who is a literal ghost hunter, and I really want to get him in that house with me to see if he can come up with something. Done. We're doing it. Okay. We're going to make it happen. Just like we're going to make the rec center happen. Yes. Yes. All the things. Oh, I love when we can bring it back. Yeah. All right. We like to end the show with uh, just be cool. Like, just be cool and don't chew with your mouth open, you know, whatever you're into. Sure. You go first. Oh, boy. Mm, Just be cool. And when you're golfing, because we're going to go golfing this weekend. Yes, we are. You and me. Don't spend 45 minutes looking for a golf ball. How about this? There are, you know, (laughs) 50 cents, which whatever. Grab one out of your bag. Yep. It's fine. Yep. And chances are you're going to find one later because somebody else left. Because time's valuable. Yes. (laughs) Rate of play. Rate of play. (laughs) Especially when you play with eight people like we're about to. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a lot. So it's funny how my Just Be Cool suggestions all have to do with driving because I think that's, I'm not an angry person in general, but I I have a tiny bit of road rage. I feel like all of us do. (laughs) Yeah. Anybody who says they don't have road rage, I know they're lying. And you make fun of me for this because I I set my cruise control occasionally. Oh my gosh, down Rimrock. (laughs) Yes. She drives down Rimrock on cruise control at 35, like my 70 year old father. Exactly. Because I, it's very important to me to drive the speed limit because I have such rage for people who don't. So don't drive under the speed limit. Under. It's not cool. Over's fine. Over is fine. As far as Julie's concerned, drive as fast as you want. Yep. But if you're going 25 down Rimrock, she will push you along like I a bumper will, cart. Yeah, I would like to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's my thing. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I'm glad you were here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> See you guys next time. Bye. Thing I know for sure is that this is how, this is how it is.